podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. This week, we're talking all about gratitude, especially gratitude in times of suffering. So we share with you some of our own experience and some of the things that have really helped us to be grateful, even in times of pain. And we managed to avoid the cheesy term, attitude of gratitude for the entire episode. We hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's nice to be here with you again. Hello. Hey, hey Aaron. How's it going? <laughs> good. How's good. it going with you? Good. Yeah, good. We, uh, this is our, I mean, so for our listeners, we're recording, we're doing kind of back-to-back recording episodes. So this is our second one that we're recording today. So it's great to have, you know, a couple kind of a couple hours of conversation with, uh, with these ladies. So mm-hmm. good. Rachel, how are you doing? Good. I'm at a cottage. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's really rainy today, <laughs> which is, but you know what, sometimes it's really nice to be in a different place in a beautiful, like, yeah. you know, in a beautiful place when it's raining outside, you have an totally. Nintendo switch. So yeah, we totally. might play that. but it's, yeah, we're going to probably go for some walks, even if they're a little bit rainy rainy walks are sometimes beautiful i love the rain i just love the rain in general like storms like i have um uh like white noise stuff that i listen to on my phone if like i was at the basilica yesterday having Mm -hmm. some prayer time during adoration but i always bring my headphones so i can listen to Mm. white noise otherwise (laughs) the random like distracting stuff like the people like (laughs) like around (laughs) or like or like the little one Right. Like I can't, oh. like it just drives me. So, um, yeah. So I, I, uh, always often my two go-tos are like thunderstorms. I love listening mm. to thunderstorm, mm. white noise kind of stuff or yeah. ocean. Like nice. Just, yeah. Just the white waves. Nice That's ocean. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, okay. On this topic then. So this is a question that I was asked. So I'm, I'm, you know, well, as at the time of recording this, I'm brand new to Nashville, brand new to a job. And we had this new faculty orientation and it was great. There was like 90 of us and it felt like three day summer camp for grownups, you know, like for mm. professors, it was kind of fun. So they had this icebreaker at one point and it was like, you know, for us to get to know each other, but they, they had a question on like the part of the big screen, it would be like, which season is your favorite or what genre mm. or whatever. And then you would go and find the people that you were in the same category. Then they'd ask, like, you'd have to like mm. share why is this? your favorite or whatever. So one of the questions that I like, I just kind of struggled with, but I want to ask you guys <clears throat> is, um, so excited was, is what's your favorite season, like spring, summer, fall oh. or winter. And this mm. is why, okay. And I'm going to ask, um, ask you guys, Oh, I don't know if you can hear that siren. There's a siren in the back. That's okay. Um, <laughs> because, okay. I've always loved fall. I've all, I just think fall is the best and it's like sweaters and scarves and just like mm-hmm. the cool air. And I just always like that, but moving here to like kind of part of the South Southern U S and I moved here in the middle of a heat wave and mm. I love it. I love the Ooh. heat. It's my favorite thing. I get like, it's just like whenever I walk into a building with air conditioning, I feel a little bit sad because I just <sighs> move the heat. Whenever I walk out into the heat, I feel happy again. And I'm just, I just love, and like, I'm like a real heat wave. It's been, you know, in the, the high, so in, in Fahrenheit and like the high nineties and even into the hundreds every day. That's so funny. That means, and, you know, nothing to me. Like, I'll translate. I'll translate. It's like been, it's been like 30. 33 to 38 degrees okay. oh, every 30. day without, without yeah. the humidex. Mm. So like feels hotter than that. 
and mm-hmm. I love it. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, is do I like summer? So what is it so humid now, heat though or dry heat? Humid, humid heat. Wow. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, okay. I know. Right. So, so, so I don't know. I'm, I, you know, in that exercise, I said fall's my favorite because, you know, I, I'm used to saying that whenever I get asked this question, but now I'm mm-hmm. not sure. So what, what would be, I know, you know, when this episode is airing, we're, we're, you know, into fall, into October. Yeah. But um, what's your favorite season? Mm. Oh, for me, it's fall a hundred percent. Like I'm all mm. over fall. Like I love fall when it gets, um, like, like cool enough. Like it's just kind of crisp out. Yeah. And you can just go outside with like a nice sweater and you're good. And I love, I think it's also for me because it's like the visual is like the leaves turning color mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things Thanks. you know yeah and yeah true. like just being like cozy and even because you i mean usually what is in canada so we have the first snowfall technically in fall before it becomes winter <laughs> yeah, for sure. and that first snowfall of the year is like magic yeah like, i, I love like that magic. that is true mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i feel like i don't know if i've told you guys i feel like i have but um i love all the seasons so i grew up i grew i was born I was born in India and then I grew up till I was about almost 12. I lived in the Middle East and, and the Middle East is like a desert. So it was hot mm. pretty much. Well, it's interesting because in the desert, it's really, really scorching hot in the day and then mm. really cold at night, like right. not quite like snowfall temperatures, but some, sometimes sub zero, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting that way, but but I grew up in heat mostly. And so I know that, and it's like very familiar to me. Mm. Um, and, but so when we moved here, I, but I never had different seasons. I basically Mm. knew like summer and cool, like winter, but not snow, like not a change in precipitation or anything Mm. like that. Um, so I love like, I love the transition. (laughs) We just had an episode. Actually, we just recorded the, our first episode of season transitions, but I do, I love, (laughs) I I find myself Mm. at the beginning of every season, really excited for that change. Yeah. And I kind of notice like for me in the summer, it's that excitement of like, Oh, I can wear shorts again or a t-shirt or whatever, like, you know, and, and summer holidays and longer days like those are the things that excite me then in the fall it's it's the crispness and the the colors and you know the you know cliche pumpkin spice lattes all that fun (laughs) stuff Mm -hmm. and then and then obviously christmas and snow in the winter man i love that's i love christmas and then spring i literally always notice you guys, I, for me, it shocks me every year how the buds on trees and stuff start. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, mm. that tree is like covered in leaves and it was dead mm. like, you know, three mm-hmm. weeks ago. And so I literally get, I get excited about every single season every year. That is great. That is great. Okay. So Rachel, you like all of them. Mm-hmm. I do. Aaron fall. Yeah. I'm, I'm undecided. I'm still, you know, <laughs> actually. Okay. You know, one, one cool fact then talking Rachel about the buds on the trees. I learned this a few years ago and it blew my mind because I think it has to do just with, you know, life and suffering and everything in general, but like um, the buds on the trees, I always thought that they came in spring, mm. but they don't. 
They come in the fall and that's what pushes the old leaves off. And then they lie dormant for the winter and then they bloom. So there's this thing of like, Mm. just when you think everything is dying and falling apart, that's because the new life has already started. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know that. Uh, Anyways. Okay. Well, today we are talking about, um, gratitude in suffering. So I think, you know, gratitude has become like a bit of a buzzword. You know, if you go to uh, a bookstore that has sells journals, they're all like gratitude, blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and it's been, it's definitely, there's probably a million and a half self-help books about the power of gratitude and, you know, Oprah's done stuff on it. Like it's everywhere. Right. Um, but what, what is that? Like, there's something to that. Like there's something to that. And that's not, you know, we as Christians talk about like praising God in all circumstances. Right. And that's, that's from scripture. So, um, what, why, like, I, I mm-hmm. guess what we're not, we're, we're not talking about gratitude because we're, we're like singing in pop culture and then we're like trying to bring it into right. this podcast. Like this is something that is innate to, to Christianity mm-hmm. from, for millennia, but, um, you know, without discussing the history of gratitude, let's just talk about, I'm curious if you've both, um, and I'll talk about this too, like had a circumstance in your life when, when gratitude has helped, um, get through something or, or just how, how have you, how was your relationship with gratitude when it comes to going through hard stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, yeah, I've thought a lot about this specifically in relation to suffering, like mm-hmm. part of, so even, um, like knowledge wise, because we have such a beautiful, um, like teaching and, um, and like not understanding of redemptive suffering in Catholicism. And because Jesus has tied suffering to love, like he has linked them inseparably, Mm -hmm. the natural result of that should be gratitude. Like Mm -hmm. the natural result of that, of that, um, of that suffering of Christ that has been linked to love should be, should be gratitude from, from us. Right. But then the, but then the hard part is that often, often we, like, I think our experience of suffering is, is one that often is not linked to love, right? Like it's linked to like there's suffering and then we have doubt or we have, or it's just pain. And it's like, we, it's hard to have perspective or it's hard to, you know? And so then the, the natural result of that kind of ceases to be gratitude in a sense. And it's like, but it makes me think of, um, Santa Alphonsus Liguori, if you if you are like wanting to read about gratitude or mm. about you know God's will or um and how to see God's will in all things, like he is like uniformity with God's yeah. will is like the best. Yeah, he is the best for that. Um and even in it, he talks about like an example like the weather. <laughs> we talk about the weather and say, like, oh, it's gray and gloomy. Like, who are we to say that it's gray and gloomy today? Because the Lord has allowed it to be gray and gloomy today. So Um, He talks so much about how we can see everything as being good coming from God's hands. And if it is like a good thing, like, I I don't know, it's our birthday and we're getting presents, whatever, like good, we're having consolation from that. And it is a gift from the Lord, but also equally so is the time when we are in desolation or experiencing hardship or things like that, because it is an expression of the Lord's love for us and his desire for us to be united with him in his suffering and to become saints, to become saints, right? To be purified and, um, and all of those kind of things. So that's like the lens that, that I found 
helpful, but also mm. even personally, like I remember one time when I was, um, like depression and anxiety has been something that I've struggled with before, especially in, um, university and mm -hmm. in kind of the, the years that followed that. And I remember one time where, um, it was after my year on net and I was just so depleted and it was it, like, I entered into this time where I was really having some issues with depression. And, um, and in that time I had in my journal, like I had trouble doing everything, like, because it was such a tense time of depression, yeah. like getting out of bed and like anything like that. So I forced myself basically every day to write in that journal, three things that I was thankful for it could be like little things like one i remember was that the dog came and slept on the end of my bed and that made me feel like he was like hmm. i don't know like with me or yeah. you know like he's like Cared loving about you me. <laughs> yeah like, okay. yeah and it was it was like those even those like little 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 things like that that act was totally transformative for me of hmm. being able to see how god was like even providing for me and loving me in, in this, like thanking him for like realizing basically that he's still blessing me and still, um, caring for me, even when I was having a lot of trouble seeing it. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think, you know, that the practice of, of like gratitude journaling and stuff like that. I remember my mom actually, when I was really little or not little, like middle school, we would come home from school and she would, before we did our homework, we had to write down, like make a, a gratitude list and write down a bunch of things that we were grateful for hmm. for a couple of years. We didn't do it like every year, but there was a couple of years where she was like, I want you guys to write down. And I don't know why she thought of it that time. So I, it, I remember thinking of gratitude in a very kind of practical way at that stage in my life, because it was part of my homework. In a way. I was yeah. like, okay, I have to write down. Okay. What am I grateful for? You know what I mean? Cause I just want to go outside yeah. and play. But then for me, it really hit home because when I, I think I was in high school, maybe grade 10. And there was, I, there was a girl in a neighboring in Mississauga, actually, who was kidnapped from her home. She was, mm. she was nine, eight or nine. I think her name was Cecilia. I can't remember exactly what her name was now. Um, but she was kidnapped from her home and her parents didn't hear a thing. It was so silent. And she ended up, she was murdered and I think it ended up being related to some kind of, I don't know, um, a, like weird connection with some some illicit gang or people mm. or I don't remember exactly what happened and I'm getting it all wrong. But anyways, when that happened, I I felt my whole world kind of shake up because she lived in the suburbs. It wasn't really a dangerous place you know, I could really relate to her family life like they were just a normal family. And she just was taken from her room. Like she wasn't in a dangerous place or anything like this. And I just, my whole sense of security was totally rocked. I was like, if this girl who had done nothing to anybody and wasn't even in a dangerous, scary place could die in this horrific way, mm. like where, like, why would God allow, you know, it was the first time where I was like, why would God allow that? Like she, mm -hmm. like, I didn't get it at all. And it's, and it scared me. And I was like, how can I trust the Lord? Like, how can I trust you? If you just would let this crazy stuff happen. You know? Mm -hmm. Right. And I read this book and I really recommend it to anybody. It's called from prison to praise. I cannot remember the author, but it was mm -hmm. kind of a famous book when it came out. Like, I think a lot of people had it in their kind of spiritual reading bookshelves, but it was recommended to me by someone in my family to help me through that fear. And, um, and the author just talks about the, the, 
the the act of praise in terms of what it does for us and how it can change us. And like you were saying, Aaron, like your mm-hmm. experience was that, you know, and so it's just a pr- almost like a practice. And so I learned, I would start practicing it just like, and it was, it was a safeguard. It was like a stronghold to hold on to when fear started to overtake me. And I would think mm. I'm not safe. And then I would just start praising God. And I, and it mm. made me stronger. Like it literally mm. made me stronger and experience that. And I, and the fear no longer controlled me, you know? Um, and so that was a very, very transformative experience of gratitude for me, but also it's now come the question that in my adult life that I've started asking is what does it really mean to be grateful in the midst of suffering? Cause there are always, there's always something in my life that I actually should be grateful for. But I was like, well, what about the person who has maybe honestly nothing except right. their lives or God's love for them to mm-hmm. be grateful for. And even their lives slash God's love for them is not apparent. Like their circumstances mm-hmm. are so de- deprived or direct mm-hmm. bereft that they cannot point to something that actually is a physical sign maybe of God's love in a practical way. Mm-hmm. And I always think of the song, you know, how can I keep from singing? Have you, mm-hmm. you guys know that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a great old song. And the, the, author, the, uh, the composer and the lyricist, he had lost everything when he wrote that song, he had lost his wife and his daughters in a shipwreck. Mm-hmm. And this is the song that kind of arose out of his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the song about gratitude. And I think I was trying to understand how, what that is. Yeah. Um, the words, can I just, yeah, mm-hmm. please, yeah. it's public domain, right? We can, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like um, he wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but the, it's like the, um, the refrain is or the chorus is no storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. It's like so moving to listen to. Um, and actually a modern day example of that for me is uh, the coach of the, of the, of the Suns, the, the Phoenix basketball team. And they, his name is Monty Williams. I've talked about him in another episode. So great. But, um, but his wife died in a car crash and she, um, it was a, it was a driver who was, who was very high. They were on, on some mm-hmm. serious drugs when they, cha- they went and drove into oncoming traffic and hit her car and she died. And at her funeral, which you can, we can watch his eulogy to his wife online. He says, you know, um, where it's not just our family that's suffering. There's another family here as well. We ask you to pray for them and we bear no ill will to them. And it was such Mm. a witness Mm. of forgiveness, but also a capacity for this kind of receptive gratitude, like Mm -hmm. position, you know, where he knew that God still loved him and his family Mm -hmm. um, and they were going to be okay. Um, anyways, I think for me, there's, it comes from, I'm starting for myself to feel like it comes from knowing the Lord, just knowing him, just like the, the encounter with God himself and his love for me and the cross. Mm. It's, it's the, it's, it's the only reason in a way to be grateful. And it's always the reason to be grateful, you Mm. know, like everything is good because that is true. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. And if I come to encounter that 
there is no circumstance and no pain that can separate me from that truth mm. and that that incredible good that is always offered to me. See, that's interesting to you because I think because I think it's it can even work the other in the other direction in some ways too, you know, like like kind of like what you're saying, like when it can come from the encounter and then we have gratitude from like this truth, but then also in those times when we're really struggling with that truth mm. then gratitude can provide a path back to that truth. Right. Of right. Like yeah. affirming all the things of like, you know, like I'm thanking you, Lord, I'm praising you God for whatever, for my life or for um, my family or for, you know, this little thing or that little thing or whatever. And it's like, it's like almost that making that brain connection or that heart connection yeah. of like, Oh, like he actually is a good God. Yeah. He actually is caring for me. He right. actually is trustworthy. He actually, you know, and providing that bridge yeah. back. Yeah. I think it's really true. It can kind of work in both directions. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, thinking of the time in my life when I've, you know, and I'm like, as I'm thinking of telling the story, I'm like, I should do this always, you know, but um, a number of years ago, I was working in a job that I felt called to be in. Um, but there were a lot of challenges and, and I would need to vent sometimes about those challenges. And, and because I, you know, would talk about the difficult stuff with, with people in my life. Um, a lot of the people in my life were kind of like, oh my gosh, like you need to leave this job. This is not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, it, and you know, eventually it was like, I felt like I couldn't really talk about this with anyone because I felt called to be here, but I needed to process experiences, but you know, but then everyone would just tell me to leave. And I'm like, well, I can't leave. I don't, I, I know it's not the right time. So it was just a very lonely time, but a time that I also just felt it was just really tough. Like it was really just an emotionally difficult time um, in a lot of ways. And so I don't remember what gave me the idea to do this. Um, but I started setting an alarm for like 12 30 PM every day. Like when I was on my lunch break and the alarm would go off and I would be like, oh. and then I would, grab a piece of paper that I, you know, kept a little notebook in my, um, in my car, which was my, kind of my office when I was driving around. Um, and I would just write down as many things as I could think of to be grateful from that day, you know, and it would usually start with like, thank you, God, that I have a bed. Thank you, mm-hmm. God, that I have cheap rent. Thank you that I have, um, you know, whatever family and tests. Thank you that I have and just go through. And then eventually I would try to find something that was, you know, grateful in the job itself. And sometimes I couldn't get there that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I did that every day for like, I don't know, months, maybe a year. And I feel like that's what got me through that time because it would be, I would feel like very mm-hmm. down and in very kind of just down. And then I would do that. And it would get, it would just like give me this grounding and energy where I was like, yep, I can do this. I know I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. And I would just, it would just give me that, I don't know, that boost that I needed. Um, but it was definitely, you know, when I had the idea to do it, it was like, Oh, I'm going to do a gratitude thing every day. It's going to be amazing. And I'm just like, I just feel like I hated it every day. I was just Mm. like, Oh my gosh. You know, that's so funny, you know, but it's that, that choice, like it was a choice, but it was, it really bore fruit, you know? Um, Mm. and so, like, and that's, that's often for me where I feel like I don't, I don't think I'm a naturally grateful person. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm pretty selfish and I just want everything to be good. And if it's not, I, I, w- I would like to complain, you know, mm-hmm. but I, like, I pulled up the scripture. Um, cause I'm like, I know this is like a commandment in scripture sometime, but it's in, in Thessalonians. So one Thessalonians five, mm-hmm. um, verse 16 to 
18. So it's rejoice always, pray without ceasing, ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's, you know, there's a clear kind of invitation slash yeah. command to, yeah. to be grateful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's, you know, whether like you guys are talking about how it came from, so this recognition of, of the truth and the reality of who God is and that we're called to be grateful and the gratitude comes out of that. And for me, it comes out of like, well, I'm told to be grateful. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I start recognizing, oh yeah, because yeah. God is good. And, and those yeah. truths come kind of like you're yeah. saying, Rachel can go in either direction. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of um, the exam a lot because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the first step of the exam and um, for those who aren't familiar with it, the exam and prayer is like an Ignatian kind of prayer. It's like a review of the day helps us to see where God is in things. And the first step of it is, is is really that like thinking back over the day in gratitude to see where the lord was like where um where his blessings were and where uh like how we can express to him that the gratitude for all of those things and i remember when um when chris kellerman who is now father chris kellerman yeah he was doing a a series when he was a jesuit scholastic um in toronto at regis college he did a series for us at the newman center the catholic chaplaincy on um kind of foundations of ignatian prayer like discernment things like that and when he was speaking about the exam and he was talking about about thanking the lord for the little things and i remember really being struck by that because sometimes i feel like I'm just looking for the big things mm-hmm. to thank the Lord for in my life. Like I'm, you know, thank you for my health or for this big thing that he did or for this, whatever. And he's like <laughs> using it as an example, like, no, if I'm thinking back over my day and I can thank the Lord for getting to wear my favorite pair of jeans, like that mm-hmm. I have oh, a pair so of jeans cute. that is right. Like, I but it's that. so true. And that totally changed how I was praying the exam and even mm. like really looking for like these little ways yeah, mundane that, things. yeah the very mundane things that are mm. actually very concrete expressions of how the Lord is loving me because he loves me in the minute little things mm. like in these you know and sometimes it's like that to me is actually way more impactful than even thanking him for the big things because because it's like it shows like how intentional and specific and intimate his love for me is like that he is delivering me a comfy dress that i get to wear for the day and Hmm. where you know people have commented before like oh that's a nice dress and it like makes me feel like very comfortable in my skin and like just like little things like that are so impactful you know Mm -hmm. um i had an experience of that actually very recently last week remember i woke up i think i was slept in or something really late and i woke up and you know when you're sleeping really late and you're just like whoa the whole day Mm -hmm. and just everything feels wrong and it's like you're in you know um like through the looking glass, like Alice mm. in Wonderland kind of situation. Mm. You're like, I don't even know what I'm about today. But I remember I woke up and I think I maybe prayed a little bit. I got out of bed and I'd never really experienced this before, but I felt my breath, like I breathed in and out and I literally felt the air go up and down my like air ways. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in my, in my body, like I felt my breath, I can't even describe it. Like we, we do, we, mm-hmm. you can consciously breathe, but it's literally like, I felt my breath go in mm-hmm. all the way through and come out. And 
I felt the possibility for the first time in my life that it is, it is possible that I may, that I, that I couldn't, that I'm, that I may not be able to breathe. Like breathing is not a given. And I just suddenly really felt that so deeply. And and I was thinking, I'm, you know, even I, in the time I was thinking, you know, people with cystic fibrosis, people with all kinds Mm. of respiratory like illnesses that they have to deal with their whole lives, Mm. that breathing is not just a given, right. But I had never experienced anything like that. I don't even have asthma. Like I have nothing like that. And the first time I felt that I just felt Mm. this really, really deep experience of God's mercy that like, for whatever reason he has ordained that I do not have that struggle, that breathing is a given for me, at least for the moment. And I just felt this incredible humbling, Mm. like gratitude, but it wasn't the kind of warm, fuzzy gratitude. It was almost like Mm. the fear of God gratitude, you know, where I was like, I am his creation. Like he and not in, not in like, I'm scared of him, but like, Mm-hmm. How many things do I just are just givens for me every day that the Lord is actually gifted to me. And I just am so ungrateful for them. Like I yeah. take them for granted. I don't even use them for his glory or to love others. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a guilt trip. It was just like, it was just like the fact I was just a fact. And I just, it changed my whole day. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can breathe. Like, thank you, Lord, that I can breathe. And help me to use my breath today to glorify you in some way. You know, like yeah. I have that. If I have nothing else right now, I can breathe. And that is something that glorifies you. And actually it's a beautiful retreat. I went on with the sisters of life. I remember them saying, when you feel like God has forgotten you, just like feel your pulse and every beat, you know, mm. it's like, imagine God saying like, I love you. I love you. Right. It's all oh, sisters. We love them. But, um, but I felt like that was an experience of that. Like, oh, this really is God loving me. The fact that I can breathe right now. Mm -hmm. It's a way in which God is loving me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just thinking right now, um, wonder if we can do this ourselves and invite our listeners as well, but just to think of like, what is one thing that each of us is grateful for in this moment, like today, (laughs) you know? Um, and yeah, just like, just one thing. And then maybe, you know, we'll, we can, we'll, the three of us will share these things with each other mm-hmm. right now, but to our listeners invite you to share that thing that you're grateful with, with someone today. Um, mm. Oh yeah. I love that. You know, you can share it with us. If you don't have anyone around to share it with, send us a message, um, mm-hmm. send us an email in the thicket podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram. Um, but if you can have someone in your life, you can tell what, like something that you're grateful for. And it could be something, maybe that's all you can think of today is that you know, your, your pulse or your breath or mm-hmm. something, you know, or something, you know, or maybe it's something bigger, but um, yeah. So let's just, I'll give it the three of us a minute to think about that. And then we can share what we want to share. I have mine. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> um, so I said I was in a like cottage country and we're actually, my brother and my sister-in-law are staying at my godson's family's cottage and uh, they're very close family friends of ours. And, um, and I'm just so grateful for them because they were so loving and generous and in giving us this weekend. Um, and they really, it was just pure generosity 
and love from them. So I am very grateful to have people like that in my life who just choose to love and give because they can and they do it so joyfully and so generously. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's Thanks, Rachel. Mm-hmm. What about you, Erin? I'm grateful for nothing. <laughs> but, but that and by that I actually mean um <laughs> I am grateful for the expanse of my day that is Mm. before me right now that has nothing in it, Mm -hmm. which is real nice, you know, Mm. like just when, you know, when you're feeling, and because I feel tired, like I'm tired today, like I feel tired. Um, Yeah, it's just nice to have that like space. So I'm really grateful for that, that there's just nothing on my plate and I can just like sit into that and it will be what it will be mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm really grateful for that yeah great thanks Aaron. that's beautiful I love yeah nothing days can be a real gift for sure <laughs> yeah you know it's funny this morning I was thinking about um this and uh but I so you know just moved here um but my so I'm, I've been dating Nathan um who I'm, who I'm dating, Nathan. Um, <laughs> how do I define Nathan? Nathan is the one that I'm dating uh, for um, approaching two years now. And so, and we're, you know, we're still discerning where God is leading us in our relationship, but, um, but he moved down to Nashville as well. And he found a place to live and he's, you know, it's a lot more complicated for him to figure out stuff because he had to find a job and all this stuff, but just having him, here with me in this transition, like I probably don't even realize all the ways that it has brought me more peace and stability, um, just to have one person who loves me and is with me just continue to, to be present. So I'm just, I'm very grateful for him. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So those are my grateful gratitude things. So yeah. So we invite you to share, share your, your thing that you're grateful with, well, with somebody, you know, it can be more than one thing, but uh, you know, try it just for one thing. Um, mm. see, and I think like, you know, I was thinking about this maybe as to leave it, uh, I know we have to probably wrap up soon ish, but, um, I wonder, like, uh, I guess this is, this is a question and a challenge, but okay. It can be hard to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like yeah. it's not, it doesn't come naturally. And so, I wondered if we could, you know, before we, we wrap up, like just explore that slash offer any, <laughs> any suggestions and help with that for folks, like of what's been helpful for us or what, or maybe what we're still trying to figure out, um, in the challenge of, of gratitude, you know, I think, um, I think for me, what, what has helped when I, in the times that I have sort of forced myself, like I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. to just be grateful is like, is to is to just be curious. Like I, and maybe, you know, for me, it's like totally motivated by selfishness. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what, if I'm going to try this gratefulness, I wonder what that's going to do. I wonder if that's going to be helpful, mm-hmm. you know, not being certain if it would be, but I wonder if it's going to help me in some way. And, you know, yeah, maybe that is like a self-centered way to do it, but that's how it got me sort mm-hmm. of going, you know, being like, mm-hmm. maybe this will, this will help me in this situation. Yeah. It's worth a try. Like that's kind of where I got to. And then it, and it was very helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but allowing for that curiosity of like, I wonder mm-hmm. if this might, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's, okay. um, been helpful for me too. Kind of what you're talking about, about like, um, because I don't think greatness is, or greatness. <laughs> I don't think gratitude is like 
really an action, but it's more of a, mm. like a stance, you know, mm. like a, like, like a, a disposition. Disposi- yeah. Like a disposition yeah. of gratitude and cultivating a disposition, whatever it is in us of like, of like trusting God or of obeying God or of being grateful to God is like, there's a cultivation that happens there. So it's not just something that we do. And so something that kind of was helpful for me or has been helpful for me is also being able to be gentle with myself in Mm. like when I realize how ungrateful I am because I am very ungrateful because I have the facade a lot of times that I control anything in my life aside from you know my response to things or or whatever like that I have control over the things that are that are happening um in my life honestly that's like a nuanced question obviously you know like ultimately everything is in god's control even though i try and and grasp it away from him um yeah so it's been i guess me being gentle with myself in realizing that cultivating gratitude is uh is yeah this stance or process you know like that is coming over time and that the Lord desires it for me, not for his good, but for my good, because mm-hmm. the more I am able to have this, this like stance or demeanor, whatever of gratitude, what's the word that you guys used? Disposition. Disposition. disposition yeah, yeah. Thank you. This disposition of gratitude, the more I actually am living authentically and truthfully in my relationship with him because gratitude is that disposition of recognizing who he is and who I am and what I owe to him, you know? Um, So that's been helpful. Just trying to be patient with myself. My own ingratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's a a good point because that can be a stumbling block. Like we could, we could, you know, feel like we're failing and then scrap the whole thing because it's just it's so hard sometimes yeah yeah. right yeah um so patience yeah that's really good I I think for me um I there's some painful situations in my life like my unresolved vocation or unresolved lots of things actually and I I found it helpful to first be real with the Lord. I say this, I feel like I say this all the time, but honestly, it's just the most helpful thing for me, for me because I'm not, I'm not, I think if you're a wallower, maybe this is not helpful for you, but if you're an avoider, mm-hmm. I think it's actually more helpful sometimes to express your disappointment with God to mm-hmm. God before, because it kind of opens you up then to, to realize how much also he's given you, mm-hmm. but it's okay also to be disappointed. Like he is not, he is perfect. We are not debating that, mm-hmm. but it, that doesn't mean that we don't in our human, you know, small capacity to see, feel very painful disappointment from him. And, and it's okay to tell him that. And so I think sometimes it's so funny. I literally have had, have had this experience where God has almost egged me into having it out with him. Like, you know, where I've been, my prayer with him has been sort of like surface level. Hey Lord, like, thanks for, you know, whatever. And then one day it was like, he egged me on to be like, you need to be angry with me. Like I honestly Mm -hmm. felt that from him and in sitting down and just unleashing whatever I was feeling and had been feeling for a few months, it, I like released all that stuff and got it out of my system. And we were having a real conversation. And in that real conversation, I was starting to be able to see how 
he was also blessing me so much in that time, Mm. you know? Mm. So I guess that's what's helped me is I think just being real with the Lord. And if you're struggling to be grateful, bring that struggle to him. You know, don't think that you have to figure that out before you have that conversation with him. Like do that with God, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like, and tell him, like, I I feel like I have nothing to be grateful for right now. Everything really sucks. I want to punch something in the face, mostly you. (laughs) (laughs) Not verbatim of conversation I've had with Jesus before. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I love, you know, the the reason you can say that to someone like the Lord is because he's so much bigger than us and his love is so huge that he can really take that kind of, uh, you know, terrible stuff that can festers in our heart. And we say it, it's almost like, even when I just said it, like, Oh no, like, Lord, you love me. I know you love me. And I'm like, I'm sorry for even feeling that way, but I do. And then it just turns into a real conversation and I'm grateful for that conversation. So like just being raw with Jesus for me has been so healing and brought so much joy, honestly, to my life. Mm. Thanks for that. I think that's both of you, like, just like, you know, I, my tendency is like, well, I'm supposed to be grateful, but I shouldn't be grateful. I'll make myself be grateful. Like this is kind of, I don't know, you know, and then Aaron, you're just like, yeah, just we'll be patient with ourselves. And like, yeah, of course, this is a good thing for us, but we're human, you know, and Rachel, like, I love that of just being like, being real with the Lord and being like, okay, I don't, I am, I am very frustrated right now, Lord, with this situation and this and this and this and this, you know, and then letting that kind of release and authenticity then bring us into a point or is it okay? But okay. Thank you for this. And thank you for that. You know, mm-hmm. um, that can be a way in, uh, it's really beautiful. So, mm-hmm. so thank you. That was, that was helpful <laughs> for me to hear and hopefully helpful for our listeners as well. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Good. Any last thoughts, ladies, before we move into God wings? Just I, that I'm grateful for this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm just so grateful. And I think all of us are so grateful. And this is, I was this is not like a, you know, PR move, but really we're so grateful for every single person who listens mm-hmm. and not for our sake. Like we really hope and we pray that God is using these conversations for you in your lives. Yeah. And if he is, we're grateful for that because mm-hmm. this podcast is really a mission and it's, it's, it's a place in which we hope the Holy spirit mm-hmm. can work wherever yeah. he wants to in mm-hmm. our lives and in yours. So thank you yeah. for listening. And yeah. Oh, and now, so the official plug, oh, yeah. this podcast has been <laughs> a blessing in your life. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Follow yeah. Us on Instagram. But actually, um, if you leave a review, if you listen on um, Apple podcasts, <laughs> leave us a review. That is super helpful for other people to <laughs> That was we not a plan. Yeah, we would be grateful for that too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, that's oh, that's right. so good. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I think Aaron, you were gonna share God Wink today, right? Mm, yeah, I got a fun one. So I started so with fibromyalgia, um, like being active is important. Otherwise you just get stiff and you can't move. So, but then choosing the right activity is also challenging because, um, it makes your body hurt. So I started swimming uh, about a month ago or so, a little bit more, um, which has been great because it's no impact, but it's super, um, like, uh, yeah, it just is good for fibro. So, um, there was uh, one day when I was in the pool where there was this woman who is older and who's taking swimming lessons, which is like, it was a God wing on two levels. So one was the humility of this woman who mm. is like in the pool 
at a lane swim with people who swim like fairly well. Um, and she is learning to swim Mm. from nothing. Like she's on pool noodles, having a private lesson with somebody. It was so, and like the Lord was in that so much for me of Mm. like, it is okay to start from the beginning at nothing, Mm. no matter what age you are or Mm. what you think you should know, like, Um, so that was like a total God wink for me. And then also, um, when she was getting out of the, out of the pool, like she was so sweet. And then the instructor, she, she said to me, she's like, do you know who this, this woman is? And I was like, no. And she was like, she is the head lifeguard. And she said that you must've been a competitive swimmer at some point because your backstroke is uh, is so like on point and oh, <laughs> like amazing. yeah yeah and I had just been like because I was just kind of thinking to the Lord like 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 it's always a dilemma for me which lane to go in because there's the slow lane and I'm somewhere between slow and medium oftentimes but then depending who's there it's like medium and fast and I find it always confusing and I'm always like thank you but it's stressful like, right thank you, it was, like, the Lord so I was like in that moment like the Lord was just making me laugh because he's like yeah, because you're he's doing like, great. don't worry, you're fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're just, great. <laughs> just get it. Like, just, just relax a little bit, yeah. you weirdo. Like, just <laughs> not a funny. big deal. Were you, were you a competitive swimmer? I was going to ask, yeah. So I did, like, lifeguarding when I was, like, I did that kind of, like, bronze medallion, bronze cross stuff when I was in high school. But I was never, I didn't do competitive swimming. I just have right. a good backstroke. Like, that's, like... <laughs> You should see me do breaststroke. That is a different. Did, <laughs> if you did competitive, I feel like every almost like every third episode, I learned some random thing about Aaron that's like a really huge thing, and I'm like, how am I? Are we friends? Like, do yeah. I know you? What the heck? I feel like the same thing for you guys too. This is yeah. like why, yeah. See, I let all our listeners, you know, we're just we're always learning more about each other and yeah, deepening our friendship in the process of you know bearing it's like our a souls. marriage or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, treading into interesting. Yeah, that's right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. Oh, that's wow. cool. Oh, well, thank you for a good conversation, ladies. Yeah. And thanks, folks, for listening. And yep. hope you join so us again next week. You. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I was 100%. like, I'm glad we refrained. Well, now I'm going to say it. Refrained from saying attitude of gratitude at any point because that's oh. what we feel like it's. I'm just like just a little bit of cheese in there. Yeah. Right? The name of this mm-hmm. episode. Oh no. <laughs> no. No. Please, please not do that. I veto that. Can I have veto power for that? You can. Yes. You can have it. Yes. Just for this one thing. All right. Thanks, folks. God bless you guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.